How's it going, everybody? So it is almost two o'clock in the morning, Sunday morning. Um, yesterday I had a full day. Woke up, went and saw Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania with my dad and some friends of ours, and then came back home. I've been playing Fortnite, hanging out with friends and whatnot. Um, just having a good day. Just having a good, just chillaxed kind of kind of day. But I wanted to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp, my thoughts, and give my review for it. So if you think that's something you are interested in hearing, feel free to stick around. Keep in mind, it will be spoilers. Alright guys, so let's jump into this review. So we're going to start it out just because, you know, there may be some people that listen to this that maybe haven't listened to past episodes or know what I think about the MCU as a whole. So I'm not going to start at the bottom. I'm going to start at the top of my MCU movie ranked list because I keep a note on my iPhone where I rank all of the movies and then I have all of the movies ranked by phase just so if anyone's curious, I can tell them what I think about a specific phase. I can't really say anything about Quantumania yet in terms of where it fits because it's the only movie to come out in Phase 5 yet. So it's the only one. But in terms of all of the MCU movies and all phases, we're going to start at number one and we're going to go down to get to Quantumania so that you guys can see where I have it ranked. And then we're going to talk about the movie. So here we go. So for me, number one, top of the list, Spider-Man No Way Home. Spider-Man No Way Home is my favorite MCU movie. Number two is Far From Home. Number three is Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Four, Endgame. Five, Homecoming. Six, Multiverse of Madness. 7, Iron Man 3, 8, Thor Ragnarok, 9, Captain America Civil War, 10, Infinity War, 11, Black Panther, and 12, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So it is number 12 on my MCU list. And just as a bonus, because I don't think I did a review for this, I will also say Wakanda Forever is number 13. So, Ant-Man 3 is squeezed in between both Black Panther movies for me. So that is my ranking. Quantumania is at number 12. It is my favorite out of the three Ant-Man movies. It's not the best. The best one is still the first one. But it is my favorite. For me, it goes 3, 1, 2. Uh, And 2 is at the bottom, not because I don't like 2. I still really enjoy 2. But I still think 2 lacks... The things that 3 and 1 both have a lot of. And that's just a lot of character. You know, there's a lot of... Um, and I, I Here I'm going into 2 and we're supposed to be talking about 3. But, you know, 2 has a lot of fun gags. There's a f- lot of cool special effects with, like, things being bigger and smaller and different things like that. They definitely played around with the idea of scale. But... It lacked heart and character for me, which is what I feel one and three had a lot of. So let's get into Quantumania. The first thing I will say is 
just like with Multiverse of Madness, this movie gets going right from the very get-go. I mean, there's probably only about 10 or 15 minutes of setup. And this thing just right off the bat, just you're you dive right into it. Um, and then from from that point on, once our main characters, once Hank and um, Janet and um, uh, God, why can't I think of his name? Paul, like um, Paul Rudd's character, Ant-Man. Why can't I think of Ant-Man's name? Um, but whatever. But, you know, once they're all down there. Sorry, you know, we we're playing games. I'm, I might be a little bit tipsy. My, my brain isn't all there. But you know what I'm talking about. Ant-Man. Once they're all there and, Ka- you know, Cassie is there as well. That You know, just thing, things just flow. Just add up breakneck speed um the visuals are incredible and I think that was that's one thing that I really enjoyed about this movie was the spectacle and the special effects and the world and how everything looks you know um I think in terms of that Peyton Reed did such a good job um it really reminded me of like Strange World and Dune and, you know, uh, different things like that, you know. Um, and, you know, I'm going to say something um, a little, maybe a little bit strange, but I didn't think that I was going to get a chance to go see Quantum Mania in the theater. So, like, a week ago or so, a little bit over a week ago, I was up late one night, just kind of doing stuff on my laptop. I I had YouTube playing on my TV in the background, and it got to one of my YouTubers, and they were reviewing. They were doing a spoiler review for Ant Man, and I decided to watch it because I want to know what all the hubbub was about. I wanted to know other people's thoughts, and. You know, because just reading what things were people people were saying on Twitter and just like little blurbs, like I wasn't able to really get a good foothold on what I thought I would think. So I was like, you know what? Spoilers don't really ruin many movies for me. I like to go into like MCU movies and Star Wars movies without spoilers just because I want to be surprised. But spoilers don't ruin a movie. It's like it is virtually impossible to ruin a movie for me. Um, you know, um, with the exception of movies that have twists, you know, um, if a movie has a twist, then yes, please don't ruin that for me. But if there's not like a big, like third act reveal, I don't care about spoilers. Spoilers don't ruin a movie for me. They really, they really don't. So I'm really glad I say all that to say, I am really glad I watched that review going into this movie because I honestly to God don't know what I would think if I didn't have an idea of what was going to happen going into it. So, you know, going into it, since I knew the beats of the movie, it was more for me about the specifics and how it actually happens and not what happens, if that makes sense. And for me, it really worked. Um, it's not a perfect, you know, I was telling my dad on the way home, um, 
because we rode together. So, you know, we were talking about the movie and I was telling him, like, I think the biggest problem with this movie comes down to the script. I think the story is there. I think there's some things that need to be added. I think there are some things that need to be changed. I think it all come. I think the problems that I have with this movie come down to the script. But the main thing I had an issue with is Modok. Um, now, look, I know Modok is a fan favorite character. I love the fact that, you know, um, M- Disney Marvel was willing to let Peyton Reed and that Kevin Feige like signed off on doing Modok because really it is true when people say, with how they're going about the MCU, I don't really see a way that you could do like a straight Modok or do Modok any other way than how they did it. But, um, and look, I love Corey Stahl. Corey Stahl was one of my favorite things about the first Ant Man movie. But, Whatever that that their their choice for character design on that face, that was a choice. That was a choice. But I get they kind of they wanted him to look like Modok, you know. Um, because he did, he just looked like Corey Stoll, Modok, and that's weird. It's just. It was that weird, uncanny valley, like, super artificial-looking, like, I I thought the character was interesting, um, you know, uh, but honestly, at the end of the day, as much as it was cool having Corey Stoll back in a little role, and even though it was cool in theory to have MODOK in the MCU... You could literally take him out of this movie and it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Like, the whole purpose of him being there is he's supposed to be Kang's, like, like big bad, like, dog, basically, that he's sending after people. And in this case, sending after, um, you know, um everybody and, and and it's like you could you could have had anything like that like that you could have had like a fleet of drones you could have had like just some random character you know um it didn't have to be modok you know um but you know they chose to do the character and, and like i said i i didn't personally love it i didn't hate it i just well i didn't hate it i just didn't like it it is firmly in the don't like category, but I didn't hate it, you know. Um, and hey, I get have my opinion changed. Just as with anything, if I hear more people coming out and they're like, "Hey, I really liked it," cool. Let me hear your thoughts. Because the second this dude showed up on screen, I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Um. So that's sort of my thing. Easily, I agree with everyone else that has seen this movie. I mean, Jonathan Major steals this movie. Um, he is brilliant as Kang. And even more so in the end credits scenes. 
Um, which makes me super excited for what's to come. For Loki, for King Dynasty, for whenever we get to see him in between those points. Um, yeah, this was such a fun movie. As far as the rating, I give it a 7 out of 10. Which is what I give gave um, Ant-Man and the Wasp. The second Ant-Man movie. Um, I would give it a 7.5 or an 8. But I just... Because of MODOK. Because of... I really do feel we needed more setup before getting into the Quantum Realm. Even if all of the Quantum Realm stuff stayed the same. If we just had another 15 minutes. Right? If we had 30 minutes of setup. To sit with these characters since we saw them last a little bit more development before we go into the quantum realm this easily would have been an 8 maybe an 8.5 for me but it moves so fast it 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 creates other issues with the story once they're down in the quantum quantum realm um that for me was just too blaringly obvious that said remember what i said at the beginning of this whole thing this is my favorite ant-man movie i like i say all of this but i was blown away by the visuals in this movie because i'm a huge dune fan and i love super science fictiony type shit and this was exactly what i wanted um however the one thing I will say is I will take Modoc after whatever fucking useless cameo Bill Murray had in this. You could have gotten anyone to do that role. You did not need Bill Murray. That was a waste of his face. You could have given that man a much bigger character, a better character in the MCU. And now you've wasted Bill Murray on this stupid little cameo role in Quantum Mania. Bugs the shit out of me. But whatever whatever it was it yeah um but um but i i loved this movie i absolutely love this movie um i think seeing what peyton reed well knowing what peyton reed has done on mandalorian with his directing and seeing all three Man movies I can't wait to see what he does next. I can't wait to see what he tackles next. I mean, I think his next one is supposed to be Fantastic Four. And I hope that stays the case. Because knowing what he did with the first Dayman movie and with Quantum Mania, I if he can find that balance between those two sides, um I think he's gonna I think he has the potential to knock Fantastic Four out of the park. So, that's sort of my, that's sort of my thoughts on Ant Man Three. Um, it is well worth seeing in the movie theater. Don't let anyone deter you. If it's one you really want to see, see it. Um, if you happen to be hard up on money, is it worth making you go broke to see it in the theater? No, save that for something else. You know. Um, there are going to be more important movies coming down the line in the MCU, like Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. That's one that if you're hard up on money and you got to save up money for, save it for that one. 
Um, don't, don't save it for this. Uh, but it is really good. So like I said, if you have the money and you want to go see it, go see it. Don't, don't be deterred because there is a lot of fun takeaway. And please, for the love of God, this is like, okay, hold on. Let me, let me, we are 31 movies into the MCU and there are still motherfuckers that it's seeing MCU movies and getting up and walking out of the theater. Bro, end credit scenes. End credit scenes. Endgame is the only movie that didn't have an end credit scene. Endgame is the only one. Even What Kind of Forever had one mid credit scene. You sit in your seat until it's over. Unless you have to go to the bathroom or something and then come back, you know. I get it. But like half of the theater like walked out. This is like the 31st like, I don't get it. I don't get it. It bugs the shit out of me. It's like, it's like everyone complains about how expensive the movie the movie going to the movies is, right? How can how expensive concessions is, but then you know you come to see a Marvel movie and then you don't even like get your full money's worth out of it. Like, there's post credit scenes, guys. Like, don't get up yet. Like. How many MCU movies is it going to take for you to remember that? We have 31. We're almost at 50. Like, we're 20 away from being at 50. Do you really need to be reminded? For real? But that's just my own personal pet peeve. If you've made it this far, thank you for listening. Uh, Again, just to summarize, go see the movie. It's really good. I enjoyed it. Um, but it's not going to be for everyone. It is super, super science fiction-y. Um, think Dune meets Strange World meets Doctor Who. That's basically kind of what it's like. With an Avengers spice to it. That's what this is. So, thanks for listening. I'll see you guys in the next podcast. Bye. Bye.